When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name's Matt. My name's Noel. They called me Ben. We are joined with our super producer, Tyler, the postman, Clang. Most importantly, you are here. You are you. That makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Was that the reference to Tyler's favorite movie, The Postman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Postman always rings twice? Nope, just The Postman. Oh, the just... one where Tom Petty plays Tom Petty in the post-apocalyptic society? That's the one. And he's the president of some settlement or another? That is Tyler that Clang's is. favorite movie. I don't think this is true. I think you're ribbing him a no, little bit. No, it's true. He has, uh, it's, it, we know it's his favorite movie because he has not one but two tattoos of scenes from that movie. I one mean, with Kevin Costner <laughs> and one with Tom Petty. It's no water world. It's no water world. Well, no, what is? What is? As you can uh, tell, ladies and gentlemen, we are actually huge fans of Tyler. So thanks for trying to make eye contact with him. Thanks for classing up the show, Tyler. Yeah, it's weird. This new uh, studio that we've got, like, again, just to describe it to the listeners, it's like a giant shipping container, and it has these two windows, but where Ben's sitting, he's got, like, the little piece of material between the two windows mm-hmm. that's right where Tyler's face is. So whenever Ben wants to make eye contact, he has to lean back awkwardly. So if you ever hear that creak, that's Ben making eye contact with a super producer. You know, we like the setup. There's a little bit of mystery, right? And that's mm-hmm. the uh, that's one thing that makes every interaction with anybody, no matter who they are, 
interesting. It's, there's just a little bit of, a little bit of mystery, uh, and even the three of us who hang out all the time have some uh, have some mysteries between us. But enough about us. What about you? Let's talk all about you because today is all about you. We often say that you, specifically you, are the most important part of the show. And now we're putting our money where our, uh, where our microphones are. Sure. Okay. Yep. Like a lot of folks, we only enjoy listener mail episodes if there's some sort of substance behind it. So not only are we sharing some of our favorite recent and not so recent emails, but we're also doing some digging to give some solid responses to the questions at hand. And we mm-hmm. each we each dug into stuff separately, so we don't know what the other person or the what our co-hosts know. Big fans of surprise and mystery. You may have noticed that we've gone a little lighter on the shout-out corners, and it's because some of these emails that we get are such kind of big questions that I just feel like relegating them to a little corner at the end of the show doesn't really do them justice. So felt like we should cobble together some of our favorites and, and have a deep dive, right? We can't do these justice. And also, if we had them in a shout-out corner, it would be another hour to the show. Mm-hmm. So... We, we each have, what, three today? We do. There are, there are a lot. Do you want me to go first? I can yeah. start this puppy Let's off. Give it a go. Uh, our first message comes from James. He sent us an email, and he says, Hi, guys. You mentioned in the episode, Is Someone Using Sonic Weapons in Cuba, that shopkeepers in the UK used a sonic weapon-type device that only young people could hear to deter kids from hanging around outside their businesses. It was a speaker with a horn called a mosquito. Hmm. Because uh, it was called this because they emitted a high-pitched buzzing sound. And James continues, he says, I was a teenager during that time in the early 2000s. My local leisure center had one. It didn't deter me and my friends. The whole young person-only sound thing was a fad that you could get ringtones and supposedly only young people could hear them. So you could sneakily get uh, text messages in class. That's an interesting thing. I never experienced that uh, mm-hmm. here in the U.S., James. Um, but I don't remember them working either, so <laughs> didn't really work. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Regards, James. So the basis here is like this is literally a sound that supposedly only people of a certain age can can physically hear. Matt? Yeah, yeah. It was an anti loitering device huh. that was actually produced. There were there were several of them, but there's one in particular, Ooh. the one that James is talking about, called the Mosquito. And uh, we did a little digging on it. And uh, it's from a company called Moving Sound Technologies. And this is what they say. The patented mosquito is a small speaker that produces a high-frequency sound, much like a buzzing of the insect it's named after. This high frequency can be heard by young people aged 13 to 25 years old. Now, how they're able to pinpoint yeah. that age range astounds me, but let's, let's go with it. They continue, the latest version of the mosquito is called the MK Multi-Age. It has two different settings, one for teenagers (laughs) and one for all ages. When it's set to 17 kilohertz, the mosquito can only be heard by teenagers. Uh, When it's set to 8 kilohertz, mosquito can be heard by all ages. And you can get your very own mosquito right now today in 2018 Mm -hmm. for the ridiculously low price of $1,150. And they're going fast, so I would say go ahead and put your order in. Interesting point, Matt, and uh, listeners out there. (laughs) Matt, thanks to James and thanks to you for uh, digging up this extra information here. One fascinating point is that there are price breaks at volume. So if you're already getting one mosquito, one MK multi-age, 
MK4 multi-age, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> why stop there? Get yeah. 5, 10, 50. And this is, we should absolutely point out, this is far from the only player in the game. And the science behind these things is real. Oh, yeah. man, this is really interesting. I just found the site, uh, noiseaddicts.com, that has a, a list of, like, test tones at different frequencies from, like, 8 hertz, uh, 8 kilohertz, 10 kilohertz, 12 kilohertz, 14 kilohertz, 15 kilohertz, and 16 kilohertz. And the idea is that um, the range of human hearing goes from 8 hertz all the way to 22,000 hertz because it's common for people over 25 right. not to be able to hear above 15 kilohertz um, because likely by that age, they've experienced some amount of hearing damage or tinnitus. And I can attest to that. Uh, I haven't taken the test myself, but I, I do know that uh, my hearing isn't quite what it used to be. You know, it was especially guys like us. We have headphones on all day. We're yeah. editing stuff at various volumes. I mean, we've been to a lot of loud rock shows, you know. A lot of crash cymbals and yeah. ride cymbals. That's right, Matt. He was a drummer. That's a, that's a big thing. Those are some serious frequencies coming out of those cymbals. Saw Dinosaur Jr. one time. That'll do it for you, <laughs> you know. But no, this is interesting. I think I was kind of poo-pooing it at first, but I don't know. Interesting stuff, Matt. Well, according to James, it didn't work very well. Didn't I, The text message part didn't work that's very true. well. That's true. Also, James, what is a leisure center? Is it like a community center? Yeah. It, it sounds so much cooler. I feel like a lot of people are wearing – you know, leisure suits. Yeah, the most important thing, is there an arcade at the leisure center? Because I'm not leisuring. Mm -hmm. Oh, or a hookah bar. Yeah, I'm not leisuring unless there's at least one Galaga machine. Probably not a hookah bar if it's state supported. Okay. okay. But but (laughs) maybe a ping pong table, some bean bags. That sounds Mm -hmm. good. You know? Uh, (laughs) Is it it an after school kind of thing? I mean, honestly, James, tell us. We want to know. But why would they have that noise? (laughs) Outside to (laughs) keep people from... Maybe smoking? Maybe it's an anti-smoking device for some oh, people. Oh, possibly. But thank you so much for writing in, James. Who's who's next? Yeah, I've got one from Lori B. on uh, a very hot-button topic that we discussed uh, a couple of years ago, sleep paralysis. Um, Lori B. says, I only recently got in your show after stumbling across Ridiculous History. That's neat. It's usually the other way around. Um, I really enjoyed Ben and Noel's rapport, so I thought I'd give stuff that I want you to know a shot, even though I consider myself a skeptic. I am now hooked and appreciate your approach when covering what I consider to be some pretty far-out topics. I've been working my way backwards through your archive and just got to your episode on sleep paralysis. A few a few years ago, I had read about someone's experience with sleep paralysis on a forum. It sounded terrifying, and at first, I wasn't even sure it was real until I fell into a Wikipedia hole researching it. I figured I'm in my 30s, I've never experienced it, so I'm safe, right? Well, last year, I had what can only be described as an episode of sleep paralysis. I was awake, but my body couldn't move as I saw a shadowy figure in the corner of my room stalk closer to me. Like you mentioned on the show, I saw the figure change form, and I even saw it take the form of people I knew in real life. What didn't change was the hostile expression on its face. It was like a malevolent presence. I knew at the time I was experiencing an episode of sleep paralysis, but that didn't make it any less terrifying or feel less real. I can see how in the Middle Ages people assumed it was a demon. The good news is that I likely fall into the category of isolated sleep paralysis. I haven't had another episode since, and plenty of people in this category may only experience sleep paralysis once or twice in their lifetime. But what that also means is that if you... Yes, you haven't experienced sleep paralysis yet. There's still a chance it may be coming for you. Keep up the good work. Lori, P.S., any chance Matt might make an appearance on Ridiculous History? 
I've been trying to talk him into it for a little while, and uh, I think to, is today the day that— I'm going to go ahead and say yes. <laughs> this Southern Genie's going to make a, an appearance on your show, boys. Uh, the Haunted Mason Jar will be in the room with we'll, you. Will be rubbed. Yes. Give yes. It good, give it a good rub. Uh, but yeah, this is—we I, I, we didn't really talk about the idea of like— uh, late stage sleep paralysis, or the idea of it just happening once or twice, we, we, we sort of thought of it more as like a chronic thing. I, I did anyway. What, what do you think, guys? Yes, the way we came to that subject, I believe, was that my wife had asked us about sleep paralysis mm-hmm. because she experienced it and she hadn't ever before, so it was a new thing for her. She experienced what Lori experienced, okay, and. Then it made us all fascinated. Have you guys had any since then, since we've talked about it and now we know? I don't really sleep. Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> he just dreams. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, uh, it's interesting because there's a – there could be a range of causes, right? And they're physiological causes. So they could be a one-time thing. But then they could also be, you know, to Noel's earlier point, a chronic condition. Uh, what What I'm wondering is – whether there's any in-depth research on the ratio there. Mm. Because a lot of people who aren't familiar with what's happening are going to think they just had an especially insane nightmare. And I think we've all had dreams where, you know, our mobility is to one degree or another messed up. Like you can't run fast enough. I can never punch very hard. You can't punch very hard. In the dream, right? In the dream. And And then have you ever had one that carries over into a waking state where you're either like hanging on to a thought from that dream Mm -hmm. to the point where it like you feel it in your waking state or when you're out, are you usually just out? Mm -hmm. Have we – this is a little side sidebar. Have have you all ever been around someone, usually a romantic partner or spouse or something, who has had a dream – that's so bad that when they wake up, they're mad at you mm-hmm. for stuff that happened in the dream. Oh, yeah. How common is that? That's pretty common. Yeah. I would say just because the the high emotions that can be experienced in that dream state can mm-hmm. easily spill over, especially if it's a person that you're sleeping next to that's doing bad things to you. Mm. You're like, Mrr. I, I think I, I have experienced that before, yeah. I think the takeaway here, and, and I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this in the episode, is that sleep paralysis is almost an extension of a dream state. It's like a waking nightmare. Right. Kind of, you know, I mean, it, but it also, you know, who's to say that, that there isn't some supernatural force at play, you know? People mm-hmm. are seeing very similar things, which is what always struck me as mm-hmm. really fascinating and uh, and pretty terrifying about this, the shadowy figure yeah. in the corner coming at you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it goes into Jungian archetypes and whether or not there is a, a real uh, superconscience of some sort wow. underpinning all things, you know? It's, it's sort of like when people... Another related facet would be when people who experiment with certain hallucinogens claim to have very similar experiences, right? Absolutely. Do DMT and you meet these machine elves or something, which is fascinating because people who have never met each other recount similar stories and then uh, uh, tales of alien abductions or uh, abductions of changelings in the – without going too far into the folklore, yeah, I – it's tantalizing that there could be something there. It's like, is it all just brain chemistry and parts of your brain that you're accessing that we all have mm-hmm. in common? Or is it something external that we all somehow can tap into? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I have an experiment that we can all try. Okay, cool. When you're first waking up, cover one of your eyes. And sometimes you may find that you experience in the eye that you're covering some kind of what looks like static, like an old television CRT monitor with static on it. Mm-hmm. And this is a common thing that you that people will see. And it's just part of your brain still interpreting things in that not quite waking dream state. Now, this has to this has to occur right after you wake up. Okay. Okay. So maybe you're not fully awake at this point. You're kind of groggy before you have hit your snooze three or four times. You cover one eye and you keep the other one open and you just kind of look blankly outwards, especially if it's a little bit dark, but enough light that you can kind of make out objects in your room. Mm. You may experience, and I have done this, essentially dream images occurring in the your vision from the eye that is covered while you are still seeing objects in your room or wherever it is you're sleeping in the real world, That's almost so like having cool. AR stuff occurring. Wow. It's it's fascinating. And you can do this, I would say, experiment with it. See what you see. AR for augmented reality. Yes. Uh, so question, would you consider wearing an eye patch to bed? Oh, yes. I have not done that yet. And I, I from a mythological or folkloric standpoint, this seems so fascinating because there's this idea that you literally have one eye in the waking world, one eye in the world of dream. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Thank you for writing, uh, Lori B. And please let us know if you attempt this uh, experiment that Matt just proposed. Uh, Noel, are you going to give it a go? Absolutely. I'm all about experimentation. Excellent. What's next? Our next letter comes from Eric H. Eric H. says, I'm a Peace Corps volunteer on Zanzibar, a small island off the coast of Tanzania, Africa. I teach secondary students math and physics at a rural school, and I have been in country for 8.5 months now. Possessions happen almost once a week at my school. They are part of the culture. Whoa. They do occur more frequently with girls, specifically before important tests when stress is peaking. Usually a female student will collapse in class and start trembling and wailing. Then she'll go limp. Six or so other female students will pick her up and carry her to the office while she mumbles and twitches. Sometimes a witch doctor will come exercise her, and sometimes it will wear off with time. One time, a student in another class crawled out of a classroom, continuing to crawl around in the mud, and moaned for an hour. They are so common that other teachers and students will just ignore what is going on if they don't feel like intervening. I live in an almost 100% Muslim village. However, friends and Christian communities in Tanzania describe similar experiences. It was definitely a shock when I saw my first one. The locals are just so used to them that they aren't a big deal here. I thought this would be an interesting take on the Exorcism podcast. Love you guys show. Regards, Eric. With a C. Man, as someone who's never seen anything like this, the idea of it being a uh, common mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill occurrence is mind-boggling to me. And we, it was fascinating when we were looking into the research for this episode because so much of what we here in the United States know about exorcism is entirely relegated to Catholicism. So it's also, it's also interesting that the use of local spiritual leaders mm-hmm. or advisors uh, to conduct an exorcism. I wonder, I, Eric, I, I would be interested in knowing a little bit more about the nuts and bolts of this exorcism practice. Yeah. In Islam, and I believe we covered this on the episode, someone can be possessed by 
the devil or jinn, as you point out. Uh, and in the world of jinn or the culture as uh, it is perceived, jinn can have their own religions too. Many may be Muslim, many may be uh, Christian or, you know, some sort of uh, other religion, but Sanyasin Jin. I've I've seen some of those. Is that a rec- is that a reference to Wild Wild Country? It is the documentary it on is. Netflix. Yeah. So we looked up, uh, we dug into this a little bit and found specifically how exorcisms occur in Zanzibar. Also, Zanzibar, birthplace of Freddie Mercury. Woo! True story. I'm not going to cook it, but I'll order it from Zanzibar. Remember that? Good reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Tenacious was D. Yeah, Tenacious D and Jack Black. So we'd like to recommend an article we found uh, via National Geographic called In Zanzibar, Traditional Herbalist Exorcises Evil Spirits. Saeed Mohammed turns to oils, spices, and incantations when he is called on to hunt down and expel genies. So in Catholicism, there might be, you know, there's the, the reading of rites, there's the uh, – there's the blessing of a place or a person, right? The use of holy water and so on. But here there would be more uh, traditional use of spices or certain types of oil. Uh, he uses one oil made from black seed or nigella sativa. Hmm. Uh, and then there are there, there are multiple different treatments he'll approach that depend upon the nature of the the nature of the infestation. So these include cloves, ginger, coriander, roots, and, and different herbs all combined in this black sea oil. And what I would love to hear more about, and I, I hope you agree, listeners, uh, is I, I would love to hear more depictions about the correlation between external factors, like the stress, stress coming up. Yeah. And the yeah, and the experience of exorcism, and then also how are people treated after it occurs? Because if it's if it's very common, then they can't you know be dismissed or exiled from the community, right? It sounds like a lot of people encounter this. Yeah, do you exercise the jinn, and then that's it? You just go back to school. Everything's everything's mm-hmm. good until the next big exam. It sounds like the teachers are relatively acclimated to this, yeah. which is strange to me. If I, I mean, again, how quickly things become normal. Right. Have you guys seen the uh, the Netflix movie Veronica? Nope. It's a, it's a recent, um, I think it's a Spanish film about um, demon possession. And it's, it's, it's quite good. It's, it's, it's pretty arresting. It's got some really cool imagery and really good building of tension. And it sort of incorporates some of those motifs of sleep paralysis um, where it's sort of like you see through the perspective of the possessed character almost like their dream and then waking into a state where they weren't sure if it was real or not. And it, it, it's actually a kind of a cool crossover between the sleep paralysis and this possession stuff. I, I do recommend it. It's, 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 a, it's a cool little film. Nice. Fantastic. So thank you so much for writing in, Eric H. And please, please write back. Uh, safe travels. And uh, thanks for working for the Peace Corps. Yeah. Really cool work that you're doing there. And we'll be back after a word from our sponsor. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back, and we're going to jump right in with Kevin. He wrote to us and says, Here's a bona fide government cover-up from the Great White North. I'm a proud Canadian, but every country has skeletons in its closet. Sorry for dropping you down another rabbit hole. Regards, Kevin. (laughs) And he sent us an article from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's website, cbc.ca, that describes, quote, a sprawling investigation into abuse at St. Anne's Indian Residential School. It was written by uh, Jorge Barrera, and it was posted, let's see, March 29th of this year. Wow, just a few days ago. 
In the article, it talks about St. Anne's Indian Residential School, which was located in Fort Albany, Ontario. And according to the CBC, it was run by the Catholic Orders of Oblates of Mary Immaculate and the Gray Sisters of the Cross from 1902 until 1976. The Gray Sisters? What a sinister name. Yes, yes. I don't know much about them yet, but let's uh, jump into this. And the uh, the Canadian federal government apparently started funding this school way back in 1906. Six, just a couple of years after it was founded. Now, there was an investigation of this school and abuses at this school that began in 1992 when the then Fort Albany First Nation chief presented evidence to police um, after a healing conference that he attended. And it was all for survivors of this school. Hmm. And they called themselves survivors because of what they had to go through and what they actually survived. So during the six-year investigation, the Ontario Provincial Police gathered over 900 statements from victims and witnesses of assaults, sexual assaults, suspicious deaths, and this whole host of other alleged abuses that happened during the the time that the school was running by these people that survived. And the article itself contains multiple firsthand accounts of this intense, horrid abuse by various members of the school staff, everyone from the nuns to laypersons who were working at the school, the gardener, whatever uh, that person was. Mm -hmm. It's horrifying. I'm not even going to recount a lot of the things that occurred, but some of it involved the eating of vomit, like forced eating of vomit and an electric chair that was at the school that was used as punishment. Oh, my God. And, And not an actual full electric chair. It was just meant to cause pain. It's intense. I would recommend reading through it if you're interested, but let's just get into kind of what happened. There's this thing called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission Mm -hmm. of Canada that occurred where a bunch of these different schools that were called Indian schools, abuses occurred across Canada in these schools. It was systemic. So this this, uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission went through and just cataloged all of it. And there were some settlements that got to go out. There were some good things that did occur with it, but it doesn't erase the history of what occurred at these schools. And this is still an ongoing investigation. Yes, right? it has not stopped. Well, the 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 Recon- Truth and Reconciliation Commission, I believe, has stopped, but uh, like in at least that one that I was looking at has mm-hmm. stopped, but you can still find everything on the website. And individual cases are still being pursued, yes. right? Yes, yes. There's a pretty fantastic article on uh, newsinteractive.cbc.ca called That's The Horrors the one. of St. Anne's. Is that the one you're looking this at? This is the one. There's an incredible quote at the very beginning of it is, I'm just going to read it, it's just chilling. The preteen girls would take turns with the towel in the bathroom of St. Anne's Indian Residential School. One at a time, they would wrap it around their throats and pull it tight. We called it getting high. We'd get dizzy, lightheaded, one of them said nearly two decades later during an interview with Ontario Provincial Police. We looked forward to it, said the residential school survivor, whose name is redacted. It was an escape. Like I said, it's horrid stuff. Read it if you want. Uh, The good thing is that investigators eventually identified 74 suspects and charged seven people, five of whom were convicted of crimes uh, that were that occurred at that residential school, that specific school. Wow. That's but one of many, or at least one story among many mm-hmm. at this time. So read the article or go to trc.ca and you can learn more about this if you wish. And thank you so much for writing in, Kevin. This is a 
crucially important issue. And all too often, uh, despite the work of millions of good people across the planet, all too often these sorts of things don't end up with the perpetrators facing the consequences of their crimes. So our thoughts are with you, survivors of these incidents. Mm -hmm. And please feel free to write in to us if you have uh, more to add to this story. Of course. Okay, I guess I'll take a spin at the old listener mail wheel with one from L, uh, who hails from a tiny village in the UK. Uh, and this is about our ghost lights episode. Um, L says, I was recently listening to your episode on the ghost orbs, and it immediately piqued my interest. I've always been fascinated by this stuff, and I actually have two stories to tell. The first is short and sweet. I was at Hampton Court Palace when I was about 10 years old, watching a concert with my friend and her family. I was super bored, and I was looking around the courtyard we were in. It was about nine in the evening so dark and when I looked up at a two-story window above me I saw a bright electric blue light floating slowly past the window that image has stayed with me ever since the second story is the one that still haunts me today uh, and refers to psychic visions vibrations premonitions and things like that she goes on when I was a child I used to have the recurring nightmare every time I went to my grandma and papa's house it would <laughs> always is that what you call your grandparents Matt it was papa and granny yeah. granny and papa yeah, yeah. I had, I had, I had I, mine was oma and opa because I was a little German boy. Mm -hmm. um, she goes on. It would always happen on the first night we stayed there, even after they moved from the main house to the bungalow, which I'm assuming is some sort of like a shotgun shack in the back, you know, like a mother-in-law suite or something like that. Um, my grandma and I would be standing in the guest bedroom of my house looking out into the front lawn. Everything was exactly as it was in real life. There would be this fox prowling around in the front garden and my grandma and I would just watch it. It would then stop and look up at us with these bright red eyes and leap for the window. My grandma would then slam the window shut and I'd wake up in a cold sweat, go downstairs freaked out and my grandma would calm me down. This happened every single time I went to their house until the last Last time it happened, I was 11 years old, and we were staying at my grandparents'. Grandma was battling cancer, but at 11, I still thought she was going to recover. We've been staying there for four weeks, and up until that point, I hadn't had the dream. One day, my cousin's brother and I asked if we could go and see Grandma in the hospital, but my parents said she wasn't feeling so well that day, and we weren't allowed to go. That night, I had the dream, only this time the fox didn't go in through the window and took my grandmother, and she rode on the fox's back into the sky and away before I woke up. Two days later, she died. I've never had that dream since. I hope you guys find these stories interesting. I have to say there are two things that 10 years later still stick with me. You guys' show is epic. Keep doing a great job. Thanks so much for writing in, L. This is uh, one thing that you may find uh, surprising, hopefully reassuring about this, is that you are not by any means alone. As a matter of fact, the majority of people, regardless of how skeptic or uh, they may consider themselves, tend to have s at least a handful of inexplicable moments that can't be explained by something like Bader-Meinhof. And that's, you know, that's the thing where you hear a word like ostentatious or something and then you, you learn that word and you feel like you always hear it mm. or you feel like you were woke up and you had a song in your head and then it's on the radio. That stuff can be explained scientifically but there are, there are a wealth of people, uh, people that Matt and Noel and I personally know, some of us may be in the room, who have had these sorts of inexplicable experiences. And the truth of the matter is that the attempts to explain those through mundane means 
are not 100% conclusive. No. It's true. Um, I, I don't know. I just thought this was a very kind of a beautiful story. I sort of felt myself tearing up a little bit. I thought it was a really interesting and um, quite powerful example of a dream, a recurring dream that you could view as a premonition or you could just view as interpreting a, a dream so powerful you have one time that you imbue with meaning to the point where it comes back and then you start to attach meaning to it to the point where when this important person leaves your life, mm-hmm. you then ha- you continue to have that dream and then something about that connection between her and her grandma and that dream when she died she had it that one other time and then it was gone what do you think matt i don't know that that, that'd be beautiful if your grandmother somehow was actually if there was something more to it than just a mundane explanation l thank you so much for taking the time to write to us and sharing the story with us and your fellow listeners one thing that I think you may enjoy reading is a nonfiction article by Cormac McCarthy, the author of Blood Meridian, No Country for Old Men, all that stuff. Uh, he has an article on Nautilus called The Kekule Problem, which asks about where language came from. Because language is a weird thing if you think about it. And he delves into the idea of the way that our brains communicate in symbols, the way that when you have a revelation or an understanding in a dream, it's very rarely going to be written out in text that you read while you're asleep. Instead, you will you will see these um, profoundly important symbols, and it's a uh, and Cormac's question is uh, an exploration of what came first, thought or language you know, and, and how the two are interrelated. So do check it out if you get, uh, if you have the chance or inclination. As a matter of fact, we can also post that, I think, on our Facebook or Twitter. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back for just a couple more after this word from our sponsor. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more 
while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs, on-demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We have returned. We'll do uh, one more email that I think you guys are going to enjoy. It's about an oldie but a goodie from our past archive. Someone identified as R. Shepard says, Hey guys, I'm catching up on your podcast. Just finished an episode from February 2015 in Mm. which you expressed some personal fears about the super volcano under Yellowstone. I hope you've already found the info I'm going to share, but in case you haven't, I wanted to assuage your fears a bit. I recently spoke about this to a friend who works as a geologist for that state. As he explained to me, the key to the supervolcano issue is plate tectonics. The lake of lava under Yellowstone is so large and spread out because the hot spot that the magma comes from has been moving for many millions of years in the same direction. This hot spot has already moved past the large magma chamber under Yellowstone, and it is continuing to move away. As a result, no new magma... It's like, no new friends, but no new magma, is moving into the large magma chamber, which means the pressure in the pool is not increasing, which means an eruption in the future in that location is not likely. Eruptions have occurred at regular intervals in the past because the chamber that the hot spot fed into was so large that it took a very, very long time for the spot to move through that area. There may be eruptions further down the line that the spot's traveling, but they will be on top of different magma chambers that have yet to form. I hope this info is useful in some way. This is, to the best of my knowledge, accurate, but I only have the word of my geologist friend and my general understanding of plate tectonics and thermodynamics to go on, which is certainly amateur on my part. Thanks for teaching us all about the stuff they want you to know. Can't wait to catch up on current episodes. Matt, you must be thrilled to hear this. I am extremely happy that we're going to be okay, and especially, you know, having a geologist friend you can never overestimate how important that is. But he also works for the state. Is he part of Big Magma? 
Well, maybe. Maybe he is. Maybe he's trying to make everybody feel a little better about the impending doom that lives beneath Yellowstone. This one thing that's really interesting about this one is that we have, you know, such a fear-driven, panic-inundated, alarmist culture, right? And uh, the world is going to end uh, due to something every day. We also had a – we probably don't have time to read them today, but we got some several emails explaining the concept of the harvest, which we covered yes. in uh, Digital Cults. Mansaro. Yeah. Bentino Mansaro. And one of the things that really stuck with us was that many people said, you know, we, I personally, or many of my friends, or many people I've studied or read, believe that something incredibly important, dangerous, world-changing, possibly cataclysmic will occur at some point in our life or in the near future. But every generation of people has thought that. And many, many times, they're right. Something occurs that is not necessarily cataclysmic, sure, but big and awful. Right. Like the, there's the um, the pole reversal thing. You guys have heard about this, From right? From 2012? Mm-hmm. The, Clue me in. Uh, the magnetic poles, magnetic mm-hmm. north and south of the Earth reverse every so often. It's a real thing. It's a regular thing. We know about it. And people have thought, oh, this is going to be the end of the world. Yeah, you'd think just from on the surface that that would wreak havoc on navigation, mm-hmm. on GPS and things on like that. Animal right? migration. Yeah, yeah. But uh, here's the catch. Although it happens very quickly in big picture time, it's we're talking thousands of years. Mm. Yeah. It's – what is it? The, the pattern of pole reversal is mm. something – what is this? Let's see. Uh, there's a – a pole reversal pattern of every 200,000 to 300,000 years. Although it has been over twice that long since the last one. So we're due, but what, I mean. That's according to NASA, by the way. <laughs> uh, you know what? I am tempted to believe them, but also it goes to show that as individuals who by doing our very best might live a little past 100, it, it just shows how how far skewed our sense of time is. Yeah. You know, um, and now, don't get us wrong, of course, as I said in the episode, if a super volcano does blow up, if Yellowstone does blow up in our time, we are screwed. Yeah. Not, not as bad as some states closer to it. Yeah. But even here in the southeast uh, – that, I mean, that would affect global weather patterns. Yeah, it would be bad news. Well, hey, thank you, R. Shepherd, for mm-hmm. making us feel a little bit better about the, again, impending doom of our entire world. Well, yeah, it was on an up note, you know. It's, it's so often <laughs> we need somebody to, uh, we need somebody to be able to say with uh, sincerity, mm-hmm. the world's not going to end immediately calm down. Yeah. And call your mother. Yes. <laughs> call her anyway. Just call she her. She misses you. What, are you too busy to call your mother? Hmm? Yeah. Do it. And uh, uh, go ahead and mention to her when you talk to her that she can join our discussion page on Facebook. Here's where it gets crazy. Yes. Yes. So many people, so many of you, you listening to this show have been posting there. People like uh, Krista, I see there, I see on there, I see John C. I see Mark S., 
talking about this uh, our globalist agenda webpage called Illuminati.am. Oh wow, let's uh, let's pull this up. Mm, this is good. You can join the Illuminati through this website. You can contact the Illuminati through this website. Ooh, this is good stuff here. Finally, thank you, Marcus. <laughs> Whoa. All right, that's a rabbit hole certainly to dig deep into. A lot of people also have been showing interest in the Denver airport. And I think on that page, uh, we mentioned that a long time ago when we did a video on the Denver airport, we were contacted by representatives of the airport who offered to give us a guided tour. I'd love to, for us to pick that up and go back exploring. But at the time, I think it was scheduling. But maybe we could figure that out. Maybe we could figure that out. Maybe we we we'll, we should be going on the road anyway. Yeah, we'll make our way to Denver yeah. and oh, check man. out the tunnels. We'll we'll get a tour. Yeah, we'll that, make that, it work. that's a little preview of things to come. Yeah, I have a feeling our you know our friends at Illumination Global can hook us up. Yeah, they're gonna start kicking in some sweet sweet tour money. Um, speaking of the Facebook group, I just posted an article on there because it pertains to something we talked about earlier, and I just thought it was fantastic, and I wanted to see what the uh, the folks on the group had to say. But it is a motherboard article. If you've met aliens while on DMT, these scientists would like to hear from you. Whoa. Uh, some people on DMT say they meet aliens, demons, or even elves. It's a common enough experience that Johns Hopkins wants to know more. Oh, my gosh. Discuss. That is so cool. There's going to be some data, and we're going to be able to dig into it and then have a whole other episode, mm-hmm. and we'll finally, finally get Joe Rogan on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I should just text him, shouldn't I? Yeah, just do that, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> right, we should. So, uh, yes, uh, Joe Rogan and you. And uh, Joey Diaz. Yes, and Joey Diaz, of course. And Duncan Trussell. And Duncan Trussell, of course. And thank you to James, Lori, B, Eric, Kevin, L, R, Shepard, and everyone on Here's Where It Gets Crazy. We're going to call it a day for now and uh, sneak off to do what I assure you are completely non-sketchy things. Yep. But above board. Above board. I mean, I am planning on doing some sketches. Is mm. that Okay. I, I feel like that's fine. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Completely on the level sketches. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Actually, on a board. Uh, so we will return uh, very soon. You have noticed, of course, that we uh, we finally addressed one of the primary complaints about this show, which is that it only comes out once a week. Now it comes out twice a week. There's twice as much stuff they don't want you to know hitting wherever you find your favorite podcast until we get black bagged and disappeared to uh, some some South Pacific island or some Eastern European site. It's inevitable, but it hasn't happened yet. I welcome it. <laughs> oh, I look really? forward to it. Come at me. Uh, you know what? Take Noel. I'm going to go ahead and say that, whoever you are, you black baggers. <laughs> the last thing before yes. we get out of here. There, there is someone out there listening right, right now called Kalen. Your name is Kalen, the person listening to this. And the person that you're showing this to right now is your husband. And you know what we're going to say to that person? Ooh. Happy birthday, dude. Happy birthday, man. Many it's, happy returns. Yeah, you're listening to this. It's June. Uh, I mean, at least when Kalen's showing it to you. But it's your birthday, and you're getting a shout-out. We don't know your name. Kalen did not put your name in there. But happy birthday. May all your black bag dreams come true. 
Yes, Kaylin's husband, happy birthday. Take the time and enjoy this day because despite what people would have you think about calendars, your actual birthday is the only real New Year's you have. Everything else is sort of arbitrary. So if you're listening, man, and you feel like today is time for uh, a resolution or something, you know. uh, Do it. Give your excellent wife uh, a hug and a kiss and then, you know, the world is yours. And just a heads up, dude, uh, Kaylin offered us some beer if we ever show up in British Columbia. So, you know, we, we might end up there and uh, sorry, but, you know, a round is on her apparently. Yeah, we might end up there too. So, yes, happy birthday and uh, th- uh, sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so as Porky Pig was wont to say, that's all, folks, but, you know, with a, with a stutter – And uh, we will be back very soon. In the meantime, of course, we would love to see you there on Here's Where It Gets Crazy. Check out that uh, DMT call for respondents and get the scoop on what your fellow listeners are checking out. Uh, You know, full disclosure, we also checked out this page for ideas on future topics. Yep, all the time. So find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Find us there. Find us on StuffTheyDon'tWantYouToKnow.com. Whatever you do. If you're listening to this, you have something important that you need to tell us. Find us any of those ways or just send us an email. We are conspiracy at howstuffworks.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch stratacoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.